Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh hey, I'm Cass and I'm Abby. Welcome to the Millennium Guide. We are your survival guide on how to be a millennial. You mean barely surviving, right? Yeah, hold on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. Let's do this, guys. How are you going? Good, how are you? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I'm really excited for today. Do you know why? Why? Because we are joined by Holly from Match Smith. Holly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, oh, we are so excited to talk to you. You don't understand. Honestly, (laughs) this is like the day I think Abby has been waiting for like oh. this topic purely because of everything that we've been discussing in the past few weeks. Basically, just as soon as we locked you in, I have been counting down my sleeps to talk to you. I'm very excited to chat with you guys. Okay. So before we start and how, well, before Abby starts hounding you about like <laughs> sure. the dating life, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how do you help millennials? Yes, yeah, so I am the director and founder of Match Smith, and it's an online dating service or support service or outsourced dating. You could call it a lot of things. And so I'll perfect people's dating profiles. I'll help them choose what photos they want to upload or suggest what they might like to retake as part of their photo selection, all the way to formally managing their online dating profiles. And that means I go in as them onto their accounts, I have all their login details, and then I can match on their behalf, acting as them, and essentially just provide them with um, an all-inclusive service that means that they don't necessarily have to go through the the whole swiping uh, fatigue that you can sometimes get uh, from a lot of these new dating apps, and then they can just have a, a really sort of managed portfolio of potential matches that they can then connect with. I see Cass's eyes lighting up with joy right now. <laughs> they like basically date for somebody else and it's amazing. <laughs> okay, so tell me, what is like the biggest dating like app that you have found has mm. been the one that everybody comes to you to help like get help for? I think the one that everyone seems to be very attracted to at the moment is Bumble. So I would say that's really leading the pack. So Tinder, no Tinder. Well, I think people like will have a Tinder profile as part of the apps that they're present on, but I don't think it's 
necessarily the one they're having the most success on. And that's just because there seems to be a little bit less filtering of the way they are people allowed to have their profiles. There's more chance of someone putting up a stock photo. It's not every day. It's just that people seem to see that as kind of like, you know, you kind of have it, but you don't take it very seriously. And most of the people that come to me really do want a long-term relationship. So I think they're looking for something that's going to facilitate that. Yeah, it's funny. I actually met my partner on Tinder, but that was almost five years ago. And I, Cass and I actually spoke about this not long ago in that Tinder isn't what I thought Tinder is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you find that people come to you even to manage their Instagram? Because oh, stop. It's my <laughs> personal experience lately because I've kind of gone off the apps. Like, don't get me wrong, I have one sitting on my phone, but I'm just can't be bothered to use it because it's all the same bullshit. Enter Holly. <laughs> yeah. But, but you find, like, I personally have found that, like, a lot of people, are, a lot of guys especially, not a lot, like, I don't want to come across like that, like, maybe – I don't know, one every like a couple of weeks or something. But a lot of them slide, like the whole slide into the DM thing. Like do you find that anybody goes, what about Instagram? Look, I haven't been approached to manage someone's Instagram in terms of filtering through kind of, uh, you know, non-normal requests, but I absolutely would. And it's a really good point as well because people do link their Instagram accounts to all the dating apps and it becomes a way that you can instantly find out much more than you ever anticipated about someone you might be thinking to go and have a coffee or a glass of wine with. But it's also the reason why I often recommend that my clients don't ever link also to their social media on their dating profiles because I think it gives too much information away too soon. Really? Ooh, I like that. I really do like that because, like, she's right because it reveals a lot about who you are, where you go as well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) very much though (laughs) okay so tell us a little bit more okay so have you successfully like okay no here's my question how you so you do this obviously and it's obviously you've got six people out there who are in successful relationships yeah what is the longest time frame like you've currently got of someone being in a relationship like your success story like what's the how long have they been together for so I had people that I've matched that have been together, I think it's about seven and a half months now. Um, wow. And so that's been great to see. And it's always what you want. But I do also have people coming to me that don't necessarily kind of want to jump into anything straight away. I have a lot of people coming to me from long-term relationships. So they're taking things slower. Or I have people, a few people also that have been um, married and might just want to sort of get out on the dating scene and and aren't exactly sure how to dive in. You know, even millennials, you know, if you've had a relationship since you've been quite young and you missed all of that time when your peers were on dating apps and then you're kind of thrown back into that, um, that can be quite intimidating. Yeah, we were actually talking about this on our last podcast about like, you know, those who find their partner at 16 and then, um, you know, they go in that long-term relationship for like 12, 20 years or something like that. Mm. And when they get out of that, they don't know what to do. Or they don't even know who they are in some cases. They lose their identity and then they get too scared to dibble back into it because they're not used to it. They don't know how to do it. Yeah, and, and if your friends are all kind of, you know, dating or have dated or are now, you know, in sort of, 
their own relationships as well. You can kind of miss that period where you're all kind of in it together. And, and, and you also just do feel, I think, a little bit um, nervous about going on dating apps, especially now because we hear so many horror stories. And that was another reason that I wanted to start Matchsmith was that people can be really intimidated to go on the apps because they're just nervous that they're going to get someone being awful to them or, you know, really explicit photos. Um, and for the most part, it's not like that. But there are some things out there that if it's your first time, you definitely want to have a little buffer from, I would say. So what actually inspired you to start Matchsmith? Where did it all start? I started it because I'd naturally sort of been grabbing friends' profiles and I remember I had one friend that I was working with that said, oh, I just want to go on dates. You know, my housemate's going on all these dates. I want to go on dates, but I just can't be bothered. And I said, oh, okay, well, just give me your phone. I'll get you the dates lined up and then you can just go. And she was obviously a very willing participant. Uh, and, and naturally we've all kind of handed, I, I think, a dating app over to our friends to say, oh, you know, match me with someone or what do you think I should say next? And this was just taking it Time to another level. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, and yeah, that, that's really how it started. It developed from there also because I've been a lot in the startup and corporate spaces and especially in the corporate space uh I know that people are just time poor and they will outsource everything they can. And this was something I just saw a gap in the market for. I think that's so interesting that you've basically taken away, like you're like that friend. Yeah. That anyone can go to like match, you're the matchmaker friend and like it's yeah. great. Cause like, I know after a while my friends get sick of swiping for me because like they want to swipe on all the people that I don't want to match with. That's right. They're like, You've got good intentions. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> like, I just think awesome. So, like, what? Tell us, like, the step-by-step process. So, basically, you well, – pretend, pretend Cass is a client. Yes, okay. Walk us through it. So, first of all, we'd have a chat. So I just get to know you and what you're looking for, sort of on the, uh, you know, top level. Um and then if you wanted to proceed and, and, and assuming you wanted to go with level three, which means I do take over your apps, then I'd get you to fill out a really detailed client profile. And that allows me to see kind of your relationship history. And I'm very aware as well that my clients are really transparent and candid with me about their fears, their concerns, you know, their history, their dating um, do's and don'ts, their deal breakers. So I really take that responsibility very seriously to, to take care of the information they give me. And then yeah, from then, I think, sensitive. yeah, it's absolutely, it's very sensitive and, and it's personal. And a lot of the time we don't kind of sit down and write down like, oh, this is what I am looking for and say it really honestly, because sometimes we might be like, oh, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to find that, or I don't know whether I should put it out there that I'm looking for that. Maybe it won't happen. Um, even with friends, I think sometimes we're not always completely honest because we don't want to look like maybe we are looking for a relationship. I know with millennials, especially that's been something that, um, they're not always wanting to be honest about that they are actually looking to meet someone. And I think it's great to be independent and not be too concerned about dating. But it's also great if you're like, hey, I do want to meet someone and I'm going to take the steps to give myself the best chance at meeting someone who's right for me. Um, and once we've done that client build out, then I would get your account details um, and do a little brush up of your profile Um talking to you back and forth about what you like what you don't like maybe refine your photos and then I would go from there matching for you Monday to Friday I love it <laughs> brilliant it is like, it's this is just like something where I'm like fuck I wish I knew sorry for swearing but like I wish I knew you were there maybe like a year ago before I got burnt out from the dating yeah. scene 
Yeah. Because do you find that? Do you find that a lot of people come to you because they are burnt out from dating and they're just like, you know what? Nobody good exists. No one worth my time exists. Like somebody help me find that little spark of joy in this mess of a dating pool on Tinder, Bumble, all that kind of thing. Is that one of the reasons a lot of people come to you? Yeah, 100%. It's that fatigue from the process. And it can get you down as well if you have just a few negative experiences or even if it's not negative. If it's just like, oh, I, I, you know, I've had friends, personal friends of mine just say, oh, I just keep going on the app and I just see, you know, a sea of people that I can't ever imagine myself going on a date with or, you know, bios that have nothing kind of intriguing about them or conversations that sort of stop and start and stop and start. So absolutely, that's a, a big reason. You can't really narrow down. You can't really narrow down specific values on these apps, can you? I, I mean, I've only swiped passes occasionally recently, but you can't say, you know, for example, even a hobby, like you can't. Well, can you? you can, and oh. I think on Hinge you can. Yeah, they're becoming more that sophisticated, that? but they also very location-focused, so that kind of trumps it all with those. With a lot of those mm-hmm. is to find people that are near you, especially for Bumble. Um, and I also recommend, and, and for millennials as well, we're kind of we're so capable at using these apps and it just comes naturally. But for people that are not finding that much success, I rec- I do recommend trying things like eHarmony even though it's a paid platform and it can seem a little bit like daggy if you think about it because you think, oh, is that like, you know, that's an older generation's app. Have you seen the new ads for eHarmony though? They are not daggy. That's right. <laughs> There's this one. I will send it to all of us later and I'll pop it up onto our Instagram when this is live and it's this girl sitting in her active wear. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I don't watch TV. It's amazing. I have seen the one, the recent one that they have with the really hot surfer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's becoming much more targeted. I think that's why though because everyone's giving up on those apps. Like for me personally, I just, my ex that we just ended, like we met on Bumble. Yeah. And that was me going, oh, first time I've met somebody off a new thing. Like this should be good. It'd be interesting. We we lasted, what, for four and a half, nearly five months. But then it still ended the same way that every other thing has ended you see me rolling my eyes <laughs> yeah um, so like and I, to be honest even the other day like I even caught myself going well maybe I should try something different mm. but then I'm also like I really can't like I'm supposed to be going on a date tonight and I just can't be bothered you I I'll be forcing you to this date Holly will as well come on Holly you got we to go got in oh my god but no I just think it's fascinating so tell us a little bit more like what is it that you genuinely look at when you're putting or auditing these profiles that people are like that I guess us single people have on these on our profiles what is it that you specifically look at what's a red flag that you would see for instance on Cass's profile that you're like not scratch that get it out of here so I think big one is too much so too much copy in the in the bio is a big thing, especially if you are on something yep, like, like Bumble. So yeah, definitely keep it yep. lean. Definitely keep it light-hearted, but not overly comedic. I think people also miss a trick when they don't have anything that is sort of slightly personal or slightly vulnerable to them. I'm not talking about like I'm looking for X Y Z or I want to be married in X amount of years, but I but something that sort of says I'm on here and I'm having fun with it but I'm looking to meet someone or this is something about me that's personal and relevant. 
So it's just about striking mm -hmm. that balance. And I think, again, it comes back to if we feel we don't want to be judged for going out and, and looking to meet people online, because there's absolutely still a stigma. Like you, you may, nowadays it's less, significantly so. But I think there's also that, oh, you know, they met online or it's online dating. There's, for some reason, people believe it's somehow less valid than meeting someone in person. But yeah, because of that, people tend to have jokier profiles. And if it's really too lighthearted, I might make it a little bit, just tone it down slightly. And then too many photos, I think three is the magic number. Again, because you want someone to say, I want to learn more about this person. You know, I wonder what they, you know, what else they have to say and, and what they would chat to me about when I met them or had a phone call with them. Um, and then, of course, as I was talking about before, don't link your social media unless you really feel like, you know, everything on that social media is kind of tightly curated or maybe it's to do with a creative project or work you have, then you might like to lead into that. Yeah, see, so I'm like that. I don't have mine connected purely because I, I also know because like what we do, I have the number one thing for me is that I, be, I get told that I'm very intimidating. So This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like I know if I have my like Instagram tagged, yeah, okay, I mean, don't laugh at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, like they will go, if they, if somebody's like is intrigued by my profile and they click on my Instagram and they go to my Instagram and then they look at what we do, what we've achieved and they see that I was a top in the top 50 list. Mm -hmm. I personally think that that they would be, you know, that's they'd be like so like what's the word for it? Like they don't want to. It's too much. Yeah, it would overwhelm they, them. Yeah. Yeah. Like they I, and for me, like I know with like one of my good friends, like we met on Tinder about a year and a half ago now, and he's one of my best friends now. But um, when we because we went out a few times before we decided friendship was better. Like he's, I when I asked him, I said to him, "Why did nothing develop?" He said, "I just wouldn't be able to handle everything that you do and how much you have." Yeah, and he's like, "Because you didn't have your profiles and stuff linked to your account when we first met, I didn't know." He's like, "But now that I, I over the time that I knew and I drew it out of you, he was like, I just couldn't handle it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I couldn't be the person that you'd want. So friends is better for that for us. It's it's insane. Yeah. So I agree with the whole social Instagram connection thing." Yeah, wow, that's um, that's interesting as well that that was 
that was their response. But yeah, it's it's really about kind of I don't want to say that you sort of come into your social your dating with a, a profile, but like anything, it's your personal brand, and I think you also want to be aware that whatever you put out there, someone's going to see. And it's kind of like your LinkedIn profile. You know, it doesn't have to be the most amazing, but you want it to feel like that if someone who knew you from your circles comes across it, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, that's them on a dating profile versus like, wow, that's a lot of information or wow, that, you know, that seems totally different to how I pictured them or how I know them elsewhere. So it's just being aware that you never know where you're going to be seen in this age of digital media. I want to know, Holly, do you think, it is harder to meet somebody offline these days to go on a date or is it the same? Because I don't know many friends who have met, you know, in a bar, in a club, in a cafe, whatever. I mean, work work is probably the only exception here in that you do meet a work colleague today. Mm. But are people just working online? Yeah, I think I remember I would say like five years ago I was in New York with just uh, for a couple of weeks and um, I was with some friends of friends and they were a couple and they'd met, I think it was Tinder at that time, and they said unless you're on a dating app in New York, you're invisible. You have to be on a dating app to be legitimately Mm -hmm. dating because people just don't come up to you in bars. It will be they will swipe. And I think that's just spread everywhere now. And I think in a way it provides you with that assurity that, you know, there are going to be people that are dishonest. But for the most part, if you have a dating app, it sort of says, hey, I'm single and I'm looking to meet people and this is where I am and this is a photo of me. Whereas there is that aspect of risk and some people might love that kind of, you know, um, stomach flutter thing of going up to someone that they don't know and introducing themselves. But there's something really convenient also about knowing a little bit about that person because going up to someone at a bar, you might be like, oh, we've got a spark or we chatted. But you can also, I think, get a bit more insight from someone's dating profile and their photos and then just allow yourself to make a more informed decision. So, But I definitely think it's harder and I think people are doing it less and less just because they can lean on. Um, yeah, you're so right about the availability, though, in that if somebody is on a dating app, you know, you can be like, you are available. That's right. And whereas if you go and approach someone at be putting yourself out there and then them to turn around and be like you're great but I have a partner or I'm married or all of that whatever absolutely absolutely I'm so just cats, no more bars no more clubs <laughs> well I never no. I would have never had a dating life if I had didn't if tinder and um if I didn't go on those things I would have never had a dating life yeah. I, there's no yeah. way like I, first of all I don't like talking to people I only <laughs> Which is ironic <laughs> considering our job. I know, but we all know I'm very introverted and it, like it's – and because I do a lot of talking and I talk to a lot of people during the week, by the weekend I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I know that. But like for me, if I didn't have these apps, I wouldn't have had a dating life because I also got to remember during high school and stuff, like I was your typical ethnic girl. I wasn't allowed to go out. I wasn't allowed to go out with boys and I wasn't allowed to have friends who were boys, mm-hmm. like only who were family friends Mm. so like it was not one of those things that was in my life not until I graduated high school and then that's when I I laughed because the first guy I dated I met on Tumblr but yeah I know back in the day Tumblr days you just make everything a dating app though Instagram Tumblr Facebook oh I should tell you Holly the other day um somebody reached out to Cass on Facebook and said that he had found her on our podcast. So now we're calling our podcast a dating app. There like, you go. <laughs> but like I just yeah, like I just think it's so interesting. Like and I love the fact that you have created something so innovative for 
you know, people who just, A, don't know how to filter it out because they just don't know who is right and who is wrong for them. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here going, man, I could have saved so much time this year, so much heartache. Like, because, like, I'm like, if there was somebody there to not allow me to have my ex in my life, far out. I would have been great at the time. Yeah. I didn't know something like this. So I'm like, I'm in just in awe of you. Like, I think that it's amazing that you've come up with a concept that no one has ever thought of doing as a career and you turned it into a career and you're making business out of it. And it's just like props to you because I'm obsessed with you. Oh, thank you. It's so smart. It's so smart as well. Like I think of a lot of my friends who work in like nine to five jobs and one of my best friends works in a nine to five and she's single and I say to her, why do you not date? And she says, I don't have time. And I say, go on Tinder, go on Bumble. She's literally said to me, I don't have time to continue a conversation. And I think that's also why it is so amazing what you're doing because you're facilitating, you know, all those girls, guys, whatever out there saying, I don't have time to date because it's true. Like we're killing ourselves in these nine to fives and then we're expected by the age of 30 to be in this long-term relationship and then think about having kids Meanwhile, you know, we're only getting two hours sleep a night and then you're meant to date in between. Like it's like you're cutting out all the hard middleman shit and just saying this person will be great for you, give it a go, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's very much a a symbiotic relationship. So we, you know, when you meet a client, you go back and forth to them because I've had several clients that that work with me and I'll sort of give them the profile to fill out and I'll say, so please be as specific as you can be with physical preferences and I'll have some that will say to me, you know, I don't really care. I really like anyone, just a nice smile or some nice eyes and that's all I want. And then eventually it comes to you and I'm matching them with people and then they realize quite quickly you know what I actually really don't like the look of this person and I now I know I have a type and that can be quite enlightening for people to realize because they're naturally swiping to people that they just feel something for and you might think oh it's just a a vibe but there's specific things people match for and that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with having a type but it's important to know it and also know if you're meeting a type that's not always the best match for you for whatever reason what do you think are the three things that we should be looking out for on these dating apps that are the red alerts like I know it's quite a general question because for everybody it might vary but like what's the thing that I guess maybe for a female what Mm -hmm. could because the majority of our listeners are females but and I think they'd be the ones most intrigued by this but like like with the boys you know you're always gonna have the fuck boys but sometimes when you you know, they don't act like it and then they turn into one. But what do you what are your three biggest red alerts when it comes to dating online? Sure. Okay. I think the first one would definitely be someone who is dragging out the conversation for longer than a week with no intention, no suggestion of meeting you in person. And a week might seem like a really short time, that. but that's my that's where I draw the line. Five full days of chatting, if they haven't said, I've got to have, you know, let, let's catch up, I'd love to meet you, I really want to continue this in person, or at the very least exchange their personal number with you, then that's number one. And I love that. Number two is, again, it it sort of falls under the like too much information. But if you're in a conversation with someone and they're revealing a lot in terms of very, very, um, what's the word, I guess, transparent about their 
previous relationships or heartaches or how hurt they've been or any kind of trauma. I'm not saying to avoid someone who's gone through a rough time because we've all been there. It's just that you want to be aware that someone who is talking to you very openly in their first days of messaging about, you know, about experience or they're very negative about apps or about previous partners, that's dangerous waters to be treading into as someone who, you know, is just meeting you for the first time. Well, even even online, like, I mean, face-to-face, I guess, if they're happy to meet you and open up, is that you mean more on the apps? Yeah, I think on the apps. I mean, and if on their first date, because really someone on the first date should just be, you should just be getting to know each other, you know, and there always is the chance where you have just an amazing connection with someone. You're just having really deep, intense conversations and that's great. It's just more about reading, like, what is this person telling me or reading between the lines you know are they very caught up on talking about a previous relationship or you know how hard they're having it right now and where are you positioning yourself in that because if you're not really concerned about long term you're just happy to get to know this person but just be aware of where they might be and why they've gone online themselves like a job interview you kind of just want to see like is this a good match for me just in the bare essentials like is this person ready to potentially be in a relationship um Yes, are they ready? I'm looking at Cass so much because I have to interrupt you, Holly, because this is exactly what happened to Cass last time. The guy wasn't ready. He, but he said he was. Oh, he's a liar. And he was so negative. And he had his own issues that he just projected onto Cass from day dot. Yeah, but okay, let's also not forget that it wasn't like that when we first started dating. Remember, we. we the first two minutes, sure. But like. No, it was the first month. The first month we saw each other three times a week. We were talking every day. But I'm listening to a talk and I'm going on the first date. He spoke about his ex. We hadn't exchanged numbers until the end of our first day we were speaking through snapchat and i'm going fuck me there's two red flags right there that she's pulled out and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the ex conversation can be something where you feel like oh we're, we're going to um warm towards towards each other but in a way i think if a guy is also trying to impress you and it's different to talk about them in passing or you know i dated someone who did xyz or yeah they were in that industry or i, I have experience because i you know um all that stuff. But again, if they're really going into something about their ex or there's any kind of negativity there, just just be warned. It's not for everyone's not hard and fast rule, but I think they should want to impress you on the first date. And that probably doesn't include talking about, you know, relationships that have gone sour or, uh, you know, still kind of hanging around. Not on the first date. Yeah, exactly. Not on the first date, at least. Opening up over time is... My, My other question... Yeah, my other question to you would be, I have a really firm opinion on this and I've definitely been um, hitting Cass with it quite a bit. How, when you first dating a guy, when you first start dating a guy, for example, do you think it's normal for him to put off seeing you for weeks at a time? Um, weeks at a time, I would say. Or even he's making saying it's it's work it's personal it's business blah 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 but it's like hanging you on that leash or that um yeah like fish, fishing fishing line I, guess. I think that's definitely it doesn't it's not a good sign for you because when someone is interested in you they will always make the time to see you and I think it's Thank that, that's 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 a really a good rule to follow is if they do hold off further more so than just 
you know, sometimes guys are really excited to see a person they're dating. So they'll be like, I just want to save it up, like, you know, a little bit more. I'll wait until Friday to message her because I don't want to, you know, overwhelm her. But weeks, no. Holly, let's go to your third tip because <laughs> Abby is just using this to a complete maximum today. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think, look, a third tip when you're on these dating apps is just to um, keep an eye out for kind of, I don't want to say people that that have like one photo, but if someone has like, again, one photo and it's, you know, just slightly blurry or looks like it might be a photo taken off a screen or there's something not quite right about the quality. Like if someone is is really not revealing anything more than one shot they have of themselves, it could mean that it's a dated photograph. So it was one when they felt really good at the time, but maybe they don't look like that at the moment. Or what about a group photo? If it's just one group photo, maybe you could get away with it. But I think, again, just the one can often be a sign that maybe someone's um, – there's something that they're not too comfortable about with themselves and that, again, might affect you when you meet up or their confidence to ask you on a date. Um, it's all that kind of thing. Again, there are always exceptions to the rule, but you want to feel like, okay, I know what they look like and I also feel safe meeting them because if someone's very, very cagey yeah. about a photo or uploading anything else, then a bit of a red flag. I'm all for that. I do my stalking. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, like it's very important I and, like, I don't know. I'm obsessed with the show Catfish and yeah. I've learned all my tricks from there. So like Google search, Facebook search, make sure the friends are legit, like that whole thing. I do that. Thank you to Neve and what's his name? Oh, Max. But I think they're all great things and like really great like suggestions and I know I'll be taking them <laughs> on board because whenever I choose to start dating again. But like I think that it's you've just really enlightened like the whole like there's such like a strategy behind it that I didn't even realize there was a strategy and now I'm looking at my life going oh yeah I could have avoided that <laughs> maybe when I do start dating I will hit you up because obviously I have no fucking clue what I'm doing <laughs> no please do I'm always happy so I can review your profile whenever you're ready amazing can you let everyone know where they can find you Holly yes so you can go to www.matchsmith.com all one word and I'm on match underscore Smith on Instagram as well if you want to message me there. Amazing. Uh, I feel like Holly should just come back for like monthly check-ins, mainly for Cass. Um. <laughs> no, I think I'd rather keep that on private now. I think we've all heard <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Holly. It was such a pleasure getting to know you and letting us know all your dating tips. Um I've learned something. Cass, have you learned something? I think I've learned a lot. <laughs> I think I need to like go relook at my whole strategy, to be honest. <laughs> thank you so much yes, for having me on the show. No, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have such an amazing day. And um, we'll chat to you soon because we're not letting you go again ever. <laughs> I look forward to it. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.